on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, doesn't know, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions Of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF uh, That is where we answer your submitted questions uh and you could submit them email those questions then guys to ask andy at andy yeah. and bro more more say that again because i accidentally interrupted email those questions into ask andy at andy okay i'm trying to get better like all you fuckers curse too much it interrupts people well i don't know man i'm like the top fucking three podcasts for the last fucking decade i think i'm doing all right but I am willing to accept some criticism, and I am willing to try to improve. So I am trying to improve. Uh, for those of you that are new, uh, basically, I'm an idiot, uh, and I talk a whole bunch of shit on this show. And then DJ helps me, and we try to help you. So, you know, that's the, that's the gist, if you ask the internet. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys, uh, if you're new to the show, look, we have uh, a different way of doing things here, okay? Today, you have Q&AF. Uh, other times you're going to have CTI, which is cruise the internet. Uh, that's where we throw up some topics up on the screen. We talk about them. We talk about what's going on with it, what the truth is, uh, how we can be part of the solution uh, to what's going on in the world. Sometimes you're going to tune in, you're going to get a real talk. That's, you know, a few minutes to 20 minutes of me just kind of ranting. Uh, you guys think I'm yelling at you, but really what I'm doing is I'm sharing my internal dialogue. Uh, sometimes we have full length. Full length is where we do a typical interview podcast, which is what you're used to hearing everywhere else. Uh, those are probably the rarest podcasts we do. Uh, but the purpose of those shows is to bring on interesting, successful, kick-ass motherfuckers and then talk about how you can also become an interesting, successful, kick-ass motherfucker. Because that's the fucking goal. That's what solves the problems, okay? Uh, the ultimate overarching view of this show is to make this world a better place by making you better so that we can all individually and collectively raise our standards to where we're all winning and the world is a much better place. All right. So that's how this all kind of fits together. Cause like sometimes people have trouble kind of like connecting the dots on why we talk about social issues and also personal improvement. Um, and how those the, are connected. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but like, dude, the big problems in society are only solved by our own personal standards and excellence that we live day to day. This idea that we are all waiting around for something to happen is what's keeping us where the fuck we are. Okay. No one's coming to fucking save us. All right. Uh, sorry to break it to you guys. Uh, we have a fucking invalid in the white house. All right. Um, we, Donald Trump's not coming to save you. Uh, Moving, you know, to the country and becoming a fucking canner isn't going to save you. Uh, patriots are not in control of what's going on. Uh, we have to solve this fucking problem. Okay. And all of us sitting around waiting for something to happen. You know, you guys who think there's a big plan and trust the plan, or you guys that think that Trump's just going to come racing in, uh, bro, that's hope. Hope is not a fucking strategy. Action is a strategy. And the only action that we can actually take as individuals is to speak the truth for what's right, resist the bullshit that we think is bullshit. I'm not going to tell you what's bullshit. Whatever you think is bullshit. 
and live life to a higher standard. Okay. This idea of waiting around, this idea of someone's coming to fix it, this idea of, uh, you know, there's a plan that we're just waiting on to happen is what's allowing the continuation of the destruction of this country and essentially the world. Yeah. Okay. So stop being part of the problem. All you motherfuckers that went along with, uh, you know, the masking and you knew it was wrong, like you knew you didn't believe in it, you knew it was kind of fucked up, but you went on with it anyway, you guys have perpetuated the problem. All you have to do is say fucking no like a grown adult when you don't believe that you should be doing something. That's all you got to do. If we all do that and we all raise our standards and we all become better, guess what? These motherfuckers can't do shit to us and we'll start to have prosperity again. We'll start to have winning again. We'll start to see things change in this country. That's how things are going to change. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion, guys. And if you wait around for motherfuckers to come fix your shit, you're going to waste your entire life. Because let's just say there is a plan. And let's just say Donald Trump is going to come save you or fucking whoever. Okay? Uh, Understand this. That's not going to change your life. You're still going to be dissatisfied. You're still going to be unhappy. You're still going to be frustrated. You're still going to be fucking broke. You're still going to be all the things that you don't want to be. And until you decide to change that in your own world, what fucking difference does it make what's going on in the world? It doesn't. So let's, that's the purpose of the show. We solve the problems by becoming the best version of ourselves and then not being a fucking pussy. People got to understand that there's way more in our control than there's not. Like way more. It's like 95. No, no, dude. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but also like people think, I, you know, what's frustrating to me, bro, is like people think that someone's coming to fix this shit. Yeah. Like, bro, the fact that people think that is the reason we're here. Mm-hmm. You know? And like, dude, America, the home of the brave. Well, where is that? Right. Where's that? Because I don't know. A whole bunch of people have been saying a whole bunch of shit that have been getting kicked in the dicks for saying it for the last two and a half, three years. I'm one of them. And it just so happens that most of the things I've said, 95 plus percent guaranteed, and I got receipts, motherfuckers. You're going to see them all soon, too, um, in an organized fashion. They're all there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we were right. You motherfuckers were wrong. And you have half the country trying to convince the other half that shit's fucked up, right? And the half that that wants to believe that shit isn't fucked up is trying to be right. So we have half the country that's trying to be right. And we have half the country that wishes they were wrong that are just trying to help the other side see the fucking truth. Like, bro, it's insanity. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, dude, you guys have to really fucking think about what's going on and how to be part of the solution. Because I'm telling you, there is no knight in shining armor that can fix all this shit. And even if there is, and even if I'm wrong on that point, and by the way, it'd be awesome if I am. I'd fucking celebrate right along with all you motherfuckers. I hope that I was wrong about all the other shit, though. That's correct. I <laughs> did too. Saying? But that ain't, that ain't how it turned out. No, you know but it's saying? weird because the dynamic has been, the, 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 the dynamic in society has been so fucking bizarre. Because like from where I'm sitting, you know, here I am trying to show people what, what's going on, 
And then the people who don't think that's what's going on are personally attacking mm -hmm. me for trying to warn them. And then when it's clearly obvious that what I'm saying is actually happening, they decide to hold on to their side of the story and not say, fuck, man, shit. Right. Okay, I got fooled. And there's no shame in that. And until people can get to this understanding that like, dude, the people that have been trying to warn you, we're trying to warn you. They don't want to be right. They're trying to fucking help you. And you can humble yourself enough to realize that you got taken advantage of. We're not getting fucking anywhere. Mm -hmm. So the only thing you can do is fix yourself. The only thing you can do is live to high standards. That's a big fucking deal to understand. So my, you know, anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I just been thinking about it a lot. I'm like, dude, like, like I was sitting there last night. And I'm just like thinking about all this shit. I'm like, fuck, this is so weird. Cause you really do have half the country that, that like cares about this, these other people. And it's like, Hey, don't fucking do that, bro. You're going to get hurt. Don't fucking go over there, bro. That's going to fucking kill you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And these people over here are like, fuck you. You fucking piece of shit. You're a fucking danger to society. You're this, you're that. And they fucking hate. And it's like, bro, mm -hmm. I'm trying to help you. Right. And now we have commercials on TV for kids myocarditis. Never happened. Never, never has been. There's never been a fucking thing. It's insane, dude. Yeah. I've never seen anything fucking like it in my entire life. It's really like changed my whole perspective on people. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah. I don't know. It just, you know, like, fuck, man. We've all, get, we've all gotten fucking fooled before. And by the way, a lot of you guys who have gotten fooled by all this shit, um, I can tell you right now, I've been fooled by far less sophisticated fucking means than what the fuck we just went through. Like, I've been fooled by, you know, stupid fucking girls before or liars or cheaters or fucking criminals. And like, been, I've been fooled a lot in my life. Like, when I figured out I got fooled, I didn't like fucking say, fuck, I'm still right. Yeah, yeah like, right, 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 right. Like, so like, there's, there's no shame in understanding that you fucking believed a false narrative that's being propagated for a specific reason. Backed by trillions of dollars. Like, that's, that's right. Okay. It's, that's right. That's yeah. the whole yeah. fucking thing. And like, dude, it's so bizarre for me to watch and, and be a part of. Like, bro, I'm trying to fucking help you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and you're not listening. And not only are you not listening, you're letting your ego and your pride literally destroy your life. Like, how long are you going to ride that motherfucker to the fucking dirt? Because at the end of that fucking ride is the end of your life. Right. Meaning, not saying eventually you get old and die. I'm saying if you don't get off that fucking narrative and you don't let these people and you don't stop letting these people fucking do whatever the fuck they want to you and your fucking family, eventually you will end up dead because of shit they are doing. That is very real shit. Or is a, yeah, just as a byproduct of the chaos. You know, bro, I've yeah. been fucking telling you for eight months, nine months, that war is coming. Mm -hmm. And war is coming, dude. Yeah, it is. Friend Russia, Russia is, I like, you, you guys at some point are going to have to listen to me and just trust what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you, you need to get your shit together. You need to understand what's going on. You need to resist. And you need to resist at every fucking opportunity. And that takes a lot of consideration and a little bit of courage. Just a little bit. 
We're supposed to be America, home of the motherfucking brave. That's not what I'm seeing right now. That's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a fucking few group of people being real loud and real aggressive to try and fucking warn people. And I'm seeing a lot of people that believe in them not say a fucking word. And those people are what's perpetuating the problem. Like you people out there that agree with the shit I say, but don't say a motherfucking thing, or you agree with the shit uh, that, that Rogan's saying or some of these other guys have been showing you and you're not saying shit in your own real life, you are the problem here. It's not them. Right. It's your fucking lack of courage and your lack of wanting to, to disrupt or rock the boat or be, listen, bro, this is your life. For a lot of people, just the, other, the people around you and in your life, they're waiting on you to just fucking get it. That'll change everything for them. Like, well, shit, you know, Keith and fucking, like, Keith still, okay, I'm going to stay with Keith then. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing the fucking internal battles you're going through. You know what's fucking right and wrong. You might be the fucking Bro, next the, domino it, that flips everybody else around listen, you. The, the people think it's the politics that's the problem, or it's the media that's the problem, or it's the fucking far progressive crazy people way over there in that 1% of the left. That's the problem. That's not the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem and why we are where we are is the huge majority of people in the middle who won't say a fucking word, Come on now. even though they agree with everything that's going on. Right. These are the people that put on the mask and took the vaccine because they were fucking told to, even though they didn't want to. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, bro, like, yeah. listen, this is very important to talk about because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody thinks it's because if those people would just find it, inside of them to say fuck these motherfuckers mm -hmm. fucked me and that's how you should feel it shouldn't be oh they fooled me and poor me or i'm you're trying to defend your decision or any of that shit you should be fucking pissed off mm -hmm. that these people did this shit to you yep. and you should be angry and you should be vocal as fuck about it that's what america does yeah i think the other interesting thing is too bro i think like it does not have to be 100 percent of that 90 percent you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be fucking everybody. We just need fucking at least 50% of nah, those bro. motherfuckers. You know no. what I'm saying? Because that was it. It needs to there. be fucking everyone. Yeah. It needs to be everyone. You have to ask yourself, are you about what the fuck you're about? Hmm. Do you really believe in what you believe? Do you actually have a backbone and some courage or are you a fucking weak little bitch? That's what we're talking about here. Because yeah. the people who complied when they don't want to that situation is going to come again very soon, okay? They are going to cause, I, I believe in the next 40 days, they are going to cause mass chaos. And I believe they are going to come up with a reason, whether it be this war that seems to be getting ready to pop off. In two different places. I don't know. Yeah, two fronts, <laughs> right, by the way. Right. Two fronts, Physical bro. wars, yeah. Okay? And, 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 bro, we're getting ready for cold weather. These people control a lot of the energy. We're already having it like it's coming. It's coming any day now. Right. Okay. And for the next 40 days until that election, they are going to make hell for the American people. I, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. And dude, those people who complied the first time that didn't believe in what the fuck was going on, but they did anyway, they did it anyway. Dude, if those people do not fucking stand up, we will lose this country. They're already and they're already banking that they're going to fold again. Listen, they're banking on it. Hold on, we will lose the country. Yeah, it will never come back. Because here's the thing: 
the technology that they're trying to get us locked into, the surveillance state they're trying to create through a digital currency mm-hmm. and a passport is inescapable once it's put in. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means that you have to go along with them from there on out if you want to get your little benefits of you know going to the grocery store or going out to dinner or driving your electric car because they can shut off your motherfucking power. And by the way, they passed the law that said they could shut off your car from a remote fucking location. Mm -hmm. They also surveil you in the cars. Like, dude, we, this is a tipping point for humanity, bro. And people have to get off their fucking knees. They have to. So anyway, that's a per that, that again comes down to your own personal life. Like you guys think, Oh, well, I can't really make a difference. No, motherfucker. You make all the difference. Mm -hmm. You make all the difference. Okay. Because that one fucking time where you, you know, went along with everybody else has now created this scenario. So how do you reverse that? You reverse that by doing the opposite. And what we're talking about is personal standards, right? Your personal standard of fitness, your personal standard of education, your personal standard of uh, how you handle your spiritual life, your personal standard of courage. Those are what's going to change what's happening. So that's why we do Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. No, it's a hey, real shit, man. All right. Well, let's get into this, guys. Um, Andy, question number one. When you were starting out in business early on, how did you, exa- like, how exactly did you get the buy-in from your employees? I have seven different people with seven different personalities. And I want to incentivize them, but I'm just lost on how to do it effectively. Any input on that? Well, yeah. First of all, dude, like <clears throat> you're, you're usually when it comes to buy-in, it has to, it always has to do with their own selfish interests. You have to understand people are, 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 are naturally selfish. They just are. You mean like internally motivated? Fuck. No, listen, bro. I'll explain it. Yeah. So. You've got seven people, right? Yeah. And if your goal to run a business is just for you to be wealthy, what the fuck do those seven people give a shit about? Mm. Nothing. They're like, fuck this business. But if your goal is to make that business so fucking big that every single one of their dreams can come true by working on this project with you, now you have buy-in. That's the fucking difference, okay? And then the other part is, so instead of, uh, you know, in addition to being able to communicate and build a proper big vision, you have to follow up on that vision because nothing's worse than someone who says all this shit that they never do. So you won't be able to keep the buy-in. And then the third aspect of buy-in is also people want to contribute. People want to be part of a winning team. They want their ideas heard, okay? They don't necessarily need their ideas implemented, but they want to be part of the conversation, all right? So you have to give people an opportunity to contribute and learn as a CEO to take the, the legitimate best idea because your people will surprise the fuck out of you, dude. Yeah. Like any of you out there that you think you're, you're the CEO or the owner of your business and you think you're the smartest person in your business, you're losing a lot of ground by thinking that way because a lot of your people have amazing ideas and amazing thoughts uh, because they're intelligent, one. Two, they're creative. And three, they see the business from a different perspective than what you see it. Right, right. Okay? Right. 
So by you thinking that your idea always has to win, not only are you not going to be able to maintain buy-in from your team, but you're also going to kill your growth because, dude, a lot of times these motherfuckers are going to have better ideas than you. Okay, so what, what gets somebody to buy in more than like someone in a meeting saying, one of these seven guys saying, hey, DJ, I think if we did this, I think that would be good, be a great thing to do. And I think we would kick ass. And I think it would be this and this and this. And you're like, fuck, dude, that's a great idea. We're going to do that. And you're yeah. humble enough to do that. What do you think that employee thinks? Yeah. They're like, fuck, dude, I work at a great place, dude. My fucking boss fucking loves me. He listens to me. He values me. He gives me a fucking opportunity to build my motherfucking dreams. Fuck. It's a win-win. It's a, it's a, it's a win across the board. Yeah. It's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win. Right. Okay? <laughs> right. That's, that's what we're talking about here. All right? So, But most CEOs or leaders have their ego in the wrong place. Ego is very necessary. Like, when I go speak in front of 10,000 people and I'm walking out on stage... I have to know I'm the baddest motherfucker on earth or I won't even go fucking out on the stage. Right. All right. When we're talking about the plan that we're going to utilize to win, that's where I put my ego aside and I listen really fucking good. And I remember, hey, bro, a lot of these people are smart as fuck too. I know you think you're smart, but they're smart too. And so when you remind yourself of that, and, and dude, this is what we talk about with humility. Humility is not thinking less of other people. It's thinking more of other people, mm. right? It, humility is not lowering yourself down to their level. Humility is understanding that every single motherfucker has greatness inside of them. Yeah. Okay? So you fucking listen for it. And when you listen for it, you get buy-in, you get great ideas, and you get great culture. Let me follow up on that, though. Let me ask you this. So, like, you know, because you, you said you want those seven employees, you want their dreams and their goals to be able to fit inside of that vision for the company. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the way... So that's the way Ed Milet says it, but we, mm -hmm. we all say it a different way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But so, Ed, Ed Milet's a fucking genius, by the way. So is it, does that, does that, so are you, are we speaking like specifically in like materialistic goals or dreams or visions or like, or how do you, Everything. Handle, how do you handle a employee that maybe like, you no, know, he doesn't need the new car. He doesn't, he, he's okay with here, but he still wants Purpose to driven. For sure. Yeah. What's the mission of your company? Got it. Yeah. The mission of our company is make people's fucking lives better. Right. If you can't find fucking fulfillment in that, bro. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even want you here. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, bro, we got a lot of people in this building that are here for purpose. They're not here for money. Mm. They make great money, but they bank it all. Right. Like some of these dudes come to me and they're like, yeah, hey, I got X amount. I'm like, how the fuck did you get that much money? <laughs> exactly. And he's like, well, I don't spend any money. I don't care about money. So mm. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. That happens all the time. And that's a great thing. Yeah. And by the way, what in today's economy, you have to have a purpose-driven company. This is why people always said, oh, millennials are fucking terrible workers. No, the fuck they aren't. They're amazing workers. They're just less driven by money than the generation before them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you have an amazing purpose of your company, an amazing mission for your company to affect your, comp your, your customers in a very real way, <clears throat> you're, you're dealing with a totally different type of, of individual who's going to actually create way more value with your customer than a money-driven person ever could, which means you will make more money. Yep. So, but what do I know? <laughs> uh, guys, Andy, question number two. Uh, Andy, I'm a contractor, and I'm usually booked four to six months out. Recently, I've been struggling with customers who want to compromise the quality of work due to their budget. I understand times are tough. The economy isn't the best, and I don't want to come off 
as being too good for customers, but I don't want to lower my quality of service to satisfy their needs. Have you ever experienced this? And if so, how do you deal with it? Um, yeah, dude, I've experienced this because my every co- so like, look, dude, I don't know how to fucking lie to people when it comes to like selling shit. Okay. A lot of people can sell really cheaply made products and, and for a, for a high margin and, and like tell the customer, Oh, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's very common in every industry, like across the board. Yeah. Okay. I don't possess that. So for me to be successful, I have to legitimately believe that what I'm offering you is the absolute best. And when you have the absolute best, and I'm not just talking about the companies that you guys know about, I'm talking about all the companies that I operate with. I always and only get involved with companies that are interested in making premium product um, because I can deal with personally someone saying, I can't afford your product. But what I can't deal with and what I don't like is I, I can't, I could never be the guy who sells some bullshit to someone, whether it be fucking tequila, whether it be fucking supplements, whether it be weed, whether it be fucking anything. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that. It's just not, I wouldn't be good at it, first of all, and I wouldn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where most people, when they can't sell, that's where their struggle is. They don't really believe that their product's what, it, what they say it is. Right. Uh, so, so for me, I have to be involved in those types of companies uh, to start with. So yeah, I've dealt with this all the time because the price of those products is always going to be higher than everybody else's. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so you don't see Bugatti owners complaining about the fucking price. Listen. Like, it, there's a fucking Bugatti. Listen, you have, to choo- you have to choose. There's pluses and minuses to playing in all the areas, okay? If you're at the, if you're at the best category, there's pluses and minus. If you're at the, uh, if you're at the better category, there's pluses and minuses. If you're at the good category, there's pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, what, how the culture aligns. And basically, I don't know, in my opinion and, and experience, it's like, are you, can you be full of shit or not? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Or, or, or better, how much full of shit can you be? Right. <laughs> right. right. Um, Without smelling too much. Yeah. You know and I mean? like, dude, I'm not good at being full of shit. Right. Clearly. Like, I <laughs> fucking say whatever the fuck I want. Um. Now you may interpret it as full shit, but like I'm just saying. Um, what what's Joe say? There's fruit and pudding or something like that. I don't know what they say. <laughs> I don't fucking. Know. But my point is, is yes, one of the one of the minuses of having a premium brand or service is going to be what this gentleman's talking about, uh, or this lady is talking about, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> it, it you know it sucks. Uh, my personal opinion for for this person would be to think about, you know, like I would never voluntarily lower my quality or standards for any reason. But if I was in the construction industry Mm -hmm. and someone wanted something that I wouldn't typically build, I would consider is this going to be the way it is for a while because the economy is going to get worse and people are going to look for less quality and maybe think about it as serving the market um, for a different type of product as opposed to lowering standards. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So because like, dude, we are in unprecedented times and things are going to get way worse economically. They just fucking are. Um, You know, people think we're at the bottom and, and I think they do that to escape reality or they tell themselves this isn't really happening. But it's fucking happening. And yeah. it's going to be really fucking bad. 
And customers are going to remember those companies that were on the good side of this. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is like, there might not be a market for that premium construction for a while because right. a lot of the shit's going to affect housing. Mm. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like, really, nobody knows. Yeah. Um, but maybe consider uh, doing an offshoot brand that isn't, isn't the premium brand anymore. Mm. Now, it's even an entire different construction company uh, that operates at this more uh, modest style building. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That, yeah. way you, that way you get the business but you don't tarnish the brand image. Right, right, right. So that's-, that's Put your maybe, apprentices over there. Yeah, because you know like, dude, yeah. in every category, there's good, better, best. And um, I think, you know, we make all kinds of different products, right? And we make them in different categories, mm-hmm. right? But um, construction is no different. So if I were running that company and I thought there was going to be a need for products uh, that were more so- um, you know, not as premium, I would consider starting this now as an offshoot brand so that I could continue to do what I could do yeah. if times, if, if, if this premium product starts to stall out. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Eddie. Do you think- It makes it easy pivot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also it creates security too, because now you have two different streams of market coming in. So that way, if the market changes, you know, you're good. That's that, if I was, if, that's what I would be thinking about if I yeah. were in their shoes. Well, because both of those customer sets can go either way, right? Correct. Like the good yes. customer. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. So that's a way of vertically integrating your business into like serving all different segments. That's real. Yeah. And dude, it's no extra fucking shit off your back. Like it's literally just a different design. It's the same people. It's the same materials. It's the same vendors. It's the same everything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me ask you this as a follow up on this. In your experience, the way you look at companies and how businesses are running right now, do you think that companies tend to underestimate the intelligence of the average customer? Bro, I don't know, man. Look at the last fucking two and a half years. Hmm. I'm going to be real, dude. Like, like one of the things I've been saying for the last two and a half years, and I know this sounds fucking dick, but I, this is what I've been saying to myself. I'm like, fuck, I should be a lot more wealthy. <laughs> yeah, I should be. Because like I've been spending all my time trying to educate people and do all this shit that I mm. tell you guys, you know, educate, trust, genuinely help, do this shit the right way. And like I'm starting to think like, fuck, maybe if I just did what everybody else did, I would, you know, I would have done much better. I don't know. Like, cause like, dude, it's you know, I think we naturally have a tendency to believe that all of our customers think the same way we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's the case. Most CEOs are that way. And it, and it takes somebody, you have to detach from the way you see things and learn to see things as the world sees things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, <laughs> that can be hard to do. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Like, I think, like, dude, when I watch commercials, bro, like, real talk, I'm like, who the fuck made this commercial? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> when I watch other brands shit, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like yeah. you guys fucking like there was a room of people that decided this was a good fucking idea to put on national television. Yeah. yeah. But apparently the, those ads produce because they wouldn't continue to be on. So I, you know, I don't know, hmm. man. I, I don't know. I think, um, I think you need to operate the way that you think is the best way to operate and not worry about the intelligence level of whoever. And I think you should work to educate people 
um, of all different types of intelligence levels and worldviews and perspectives uh, to learn about what it is that you do um, so that they feel comfortable purchasing it. That's just the morally right thing to do. Yeah. So really, dude, like at the end of the day, you know, now that we're talking it out, I don't think it really fucking matters. Hmm. You know, I think it's more so um, you need to operate how you think the right way to operate. But dude, in my opinion, like, you know, the proof of what I'm saying that there's people of, you know, very low awareness, there's people of moderate awareness, there's intelligent people, of high awareness and, and people all across the spectrum. You can see that by the amount of different levels of fucking commercials they're off yeah. like there's there's commercials i'm like fuck that was good you know and then there's commercials i'm like they really fucking put this out You're right like holy shit somebody's man. getting fired probably. yeah <laughs> like i'm about to go fire them like so uh buy the company to fire them. yeah dude like <laughs> i don't know man i think uh i don't think it really is relevant i think that's the wrong question to be asking like how smart are the people buying my shit like i don't ever ask myself that um i ask myself what's the right way to educate and sell what the fuck it is I'm whatever the product is I'm dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's fucking weed, I want to fucking tell someone, Hey, this is the, this is what this is or that, what that is. If it's fucking supplements, same thing. If it's liquor, if it's fucking uh, real estate, if it's fucking whatever, like I, I don't ever want to dry, you know, you don't, I don't know. Like I would rather tell someone all the shit up front, make sure they understand then them walk away and be like, oh, you fucked me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. That's real. I don't know. That's a, lot, that's a fucking, that's a weird topic because I think everybody would have a different answer. You know? Yeah. Like, I think people see in the world what it is they are. Um, but, you know, most of the ads I see on TV are not great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I, I'm always like, what the fuck? Yep. Like, bro, there's, uh, man, I don't even want to say, cause there's this one ad, <laughs> there's this one ad and it's a local company. I don't want to say what it is because like they're a little company and I'm sure they're just learning and shit, but it's so fucking bad, bro. <laughs> like every time it comes on, I almost have to look away from the television, mm. but I'm not going to say what it is or even what industry that is, but it's like, it's fucking bad. And I'll tell you, I think, show. I think I know who it is too. All right, guys, Andy, question number three. Andy, I'm new to the personal development space about three months in uh, and recently came across your podcast. You talk about a broad number of topics. And I was curious to get your thoughts on what you think would be the most crucial thing you recommend to someone like me to learn first in the professional uh, personal development space. I think the number one thing anybody could do to create as much benefit for themselves in the shortest amount of time would be to invest in their mental toughness, do the 75 hard program, uh, commit to the live hard program for at least one year. Mm. Um, because in that year you will grow more in every skill set because you're investing in the basis of what everything comes from, yeah. which is mental toughness and grit and fortitude. That's where all your self-esteem comes from. That's where all your self-confidence comes from. It's where all your self-belief comes from. So by investing intentionally in that, one area, many other areas will develop very rapidly. Um, I just talked about this on my post uh, today from the gym. A lot of you guys know I've had, I had uh, major shoulder surgery uh, December 13th of 21. And I blew my shoulder out completely uh, 
a year ago, right? Like September 15th of 21. So I waited a few months to have surgery because I was stupid. But anyhow, the point is, is who I was three or four years ago, or not, let's say like five years ago, that person would have been 350 plus pounds right now. Because that's what I was before I got serious about getting my mental toughness together. Even though I've been in the fitness industry for 20 fucking plus years, I was a fat piece of shit. Okay. Um, I eventually realized that I was a fat piece of shit and that I looked stupid and I was letting my team down and I was letting myself down and I was wasting my motherfucking life. So I got serious about it. I started with just a diet and just sticking to workouts and this and that and this. But when I got serious about investing in my mental game, that's when shit really changed. And so for the last three years, I've been doing the Live Hard program, um, which is a, a four-phase program over the course of a year uh, that you can learn about and do and learn everything for for free at episode 208 of The Real AF. Uh, but for the last three, three years, I believe four years, I've been doing that program. And because I've been doing that program, I built up my discipline level so high that during the shoulder recovery, have you not done that? Oh, bro. Had I not done that, like yeah. I would have been totally fucked. I would have been 350 fucking pounds again. But during the shoulder recovery, because I put the work in there, mm -hmm. you know, I, I instead, instead of going back to fat Andy, who would have just said, hey, if, you know what? Fuck, I can't fucking train. Fuck this. And then went on a drinking and eating binge and gained 100 pounds in a year, which is what would have legitimately happened. Um, instead, I did what I could. I fucking... I made it a point to look at it as a mental test, realizing that I wasn't going to get the physical results that I could, that I would normally get, which was extremely frustrating because I was giving the same amount of effort with zero results. Because right. when your shoulders hurt, you really can't do shit other than legs and cardio. Um, but dude, I'm in there doing one arm curls. I'm in there doing one arm fucking chest press. I'm doing one arm pull downs, like fucking everything. And that allowed me to like, not only stay in the rhythm, but burn some extra calories. There's actually some studies that show that there's some symmetry between both sides of your body. When you train one side, the other side will actually mm -hmm. uh, not atrophy as bad. Um, that helped a lot. And, and I did that consistently. I mean, I did fucking cardio the day of my surgery. I went out and did my outdoor cardio. And like um, after his, your surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the same day. I, I tried to send you home. Yeah. Right? It was stupid because I got, remember how <laughs> fucked up I got the next day. Yeah. Yeah. The next day I called the fucking doctor and I'm like, bro, Something's wrong. You fucked up my shoulder. <laughs> He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I didn't take the pain pills. Uh, or he, no, he goes, did you take the pain pills like I told you? Because I fucking hate pain pills. Yeah, uh. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm fucking tough. Like, I don't need. He's like, bro. <laughs> He's like, I told you that for a reason. Right. The nerve but like, where it I was off. in such pain, bro. Yeah. I was like looking at Emily. I'm like, look, he fucked up my shoulder. There's yeah. no question. Like, I should go back right now and have him fix it. Like, it was like, <laughs> it was like bad. And um, and guys, this is like the best fucking like doctor you could fucking get to do this. Oh shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's yeah. not like some fucking. No, it's Doctor Nathan Mall. He yeah. actually did an amazing job. Uh, but um, but had I not made that investment, <laughs> my point is, is I would have been fucking yeah fat as fuck again. And instead, I'm like five pounds heavier than what I was, and I'm probably about five pounds less muscle than what I was. And by the year anniversary of that surgery, I'm going to be past where I was when I got hurt. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm a year older at a critical age. I fucking, you know, stuck to what I could do. I did what I could do. 
And I'm in a great spot because of it. And that's all because of the investment I made in that mental toughness slash discipline skill set, which most of you think is a trait. It's actually a skill that you learn and develop. And so that's what I would recommend. Like if you really want to fucking get better, if you really want to fucking improve your skill set, if you really, you know, like you say, you're new to the personal development space, what can I do to make the most amount of progress in the shortest amount of time? Undoubtedly that undoubtedly that because you're going to gain so much in so many different fucking areas that you, if you just try to focus on that one area, you wouldn't gain in all the other areas. So that's what I'd have to say, man. I would do the fucking 75 hard and do it the right fucking way. Not this fucking bullshit way that half the motherfuckers do. I'm talking about not a motherfucking M&M, not a fucking chip, not a fucking morsel more food than what the fuck you're supposed to eat, clean food, not a minute less cardio, not a minute less training. Like, bro, no compromise. I'm talking about zero. You do it the right way, you will become a completely different fucking human. Yeah, you will. Yeah, so that's what I would do. Uh, A book you can read that's really good is The Magic of Thinking Big. I was asked this right before I came on the show by a friend of mine, what my two favorite books are, and I'll recommend them now. The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. I read that book every single year. The book's fucking amazing, all right? It's from a long time ago, but all the lessons are ultra relevant to how things really work. And then Relentless by Tim Grover, which not everybody will believe that Relentless is the best book they ever read because not everybody's wired the way you need to be to become what it is he talks about in the book. But I think you will gain a shit ton out of the book. I think it will explain a lot about your life. And for me personally, that book saved my life. Uh, I read it at a time where I was going through the toughest time of my life. And it actually showed me that uh, I was way more normal than what the fuck I thought I was. So, uh, and, you know, Tim Grover's become one of my best friends. He's one of the only men that I truly listen to when he says, hey, man, this is the way it is. I'm like, yes, sir. And that's how I fucking think of him. So I'd read those two books. And do the program. Love it. Guys, Andy, that is three. We'll pay the fee. Yeah, guys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a pole. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Dust a no. Head.